Hello and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. We appreciate the support of all of our followers. If you would like to support this podcast directly, please look for our PayPal link in the episode description. Good afternoon. I come to you today with one of the most disturbing stories I've ever had to tell anyone. I've barely recovered from the incident that I'm about to tell you. And I I don't think anyone will ever believe me. I don't even believe myself. It happened recently when I was with my family on another sordid vacation, this time at a cottage near the Great Lake of Lake Michigan. A man came by our cabin and held us at gunpoint. I wasn't at first that worried about him. He was older in his 70s. He seemed a little out of sorts in his mind, and I thought maybe he was mentally ill and that we could calm him down and get the gun from him and get him some much-needed help. But as things progressed and became a little more volatile, I realized he was not in his right mind, but also he was very capable of great violence. He wanted my body. And when I say he wanted my body, (laughs) he didn't want it that way. He wanted to take over my body. He told me that he wanted to possess, for lack of a better term, my body. He wanted to asphyxiate me. And in the moment of death, when my soul jumped out of my body, he was going to jump in. His his soul, the soul that was in him, would jump inside me and take possession of my younger body, and it would give him a lease on life. Of course, I was dumbfounded by this. I said, well, the man must be mentally ill. Who are you, and how do you know this is going to work? And it was because he told me he had done it once before. The man's neck had a horrible scar on it. He had jumped into the body of a man who had committed suicide in the early 90s, and now that body was failing him, and he needed a new one. I asked him, how did you learn this? And he said that he was in prison, 
and he had a lot of time to study and a lot of time to prepare for his death. He actually knew the day and the time of his death. And he was going to choose that time and that day again. And in doing so, it allowed him to foresee his own death, to visualize it, and how to combat it. And he was ready to jump inside my body once he forced me to vacate it. Something seemed odd about this man, and I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Nothing he told me made any sense, and as I'm telling you right now, I'm sure it's disturbing to you and odd and weird. So I asked him to explain how he discovered this procedure, and he told me that he read a book by a ghost writer, a lady who wrote about ghosts and the fact that sometimes when a relative has a near-death experience or attempts suicide or their heart stops on the cert operating table, sometimes they come back from that experience and they seem like they're a totally different person. They don't have the same interests, hobbies. They don't even talk and act the same. He said, that's when you can tell someone has jumped into your relative's body. They've taken it over. The other person who possessed the body didn't want to live anymore, didn't want to be here. So, when they vacate the body and it's revived, you can jump inside it. Well, I told him, your plan will fail then, because I don't want to leave my body. I don't want to die. I'd prefer to live another 20 or 30 or even 40 more years. I don't feel like giving you my body. Well, that's when he presented me with his bomb. You see, if you don't want to leave your body and sacrifice yourself for your family, I'm going to blow them all up. You see, this only works if you refuse to go back inside once I've pushed you out of your body. Once your soul is free, you could jump into this decrepit old body of mine, but you can't have yours back, or I'll kill your family. I asked him if he knew who I was. And he said, yes, I know who you are. You're Dr. Andrew Michaels. That I was a paranormal investigator. That I worked for the Department of Navy. And that was what intrigued him the most. He wanted access to government files. To secret knowledge. He wanted to expand his knowledge and become an immortal creature. I would give him that access. By giving him an unlimited amount of bodies to choose from. When he was done learning everything he could from me, he would be able to jump into a very young body and escape. And literally, through the third or fourth attempt, he would be, for all intents and purposes, immortal, outliving a normal human's lifespan by many-fold. It was a scary proposition. I asked him, all this is intriguing, I think, if I 
to sacrifice myself for my family. If I am to do as you tell me to, I deserve to know who you were. Who were you that you knew the time and the day and the death note of when you were going to pass? Then he said, you better sit down. I have a very sordid story to tell you. We were all ears, my family and I. As he looked us square dead in the eyes and told us, I was the serial killer, John Wayne Gacy. I escaped the hangman's noose once before. I was prepared. I knew what to do. I searched out someone who had recently died, tried to kill themselves, and I jumped into their body. It worked, and I lived these many years since that time when I should have been dead in the body of another man. As they were reviving him on the table, I awoke in a new body, almost the same age as mine. It seems like it works better if you pick somebody close to you. Someone similar to you. Oh, he had a family too. He had a wife. A crying, worrisome woman who would not leave me alone. His children and their children. It took a while for him to pass himself off properly. Everything was memory loss, or I don't remember, I don't remember, I don't remember. But it caused strain in the relationship, in the attempted suicide, in his refusal for therapy, and his refusal to seek medical attention for his suicide attempt caused a rift in the marriage, and eventually divorce. And then he was free to pursue his carnal desires as John Wayne Gacy once again, and kill innocent young men as he did as a serial killer for many, many years before, piling up his body count once again, hiding the bodies in a storage unit near his house. I asked him for proof, and he presented it to me. He knew so many details of John Wayne Gacy's life, I still thought we might be dealing with somebody who was ill, sick, a damaged person. I didn't know quite what to do and how to deal with it. How do you stop someone like this, a serial killer who can jump from one body into the next? It's almost impossible. And he had my family as hostages. Of course, I would sacrifice myself for my family. If I was even aware of what was going on. If I even knew what was going on. He told me how it would work. He had to leave his own body at the same time. So we would use a tourniquet around the neck and we would both 
turn that tourniquet until we basically asphyxiated ourselves at the same time. And as we both passed out, we would switch and flip bodies. It was an insane idea. He believed the ritual would, would work. I just believed I was going to pass out. I had no idea what was going to happen next. But I had an idea of what to do if it did happen. I needed an ace in the hole. I needed someone that would be the bane of John Wayne Gacy to stop him if I failed. I knew he would kill my family once this was all over with. He couldn't have witnesses, and by telling them, their lives were forfeit. I asked him that same thing, and he said I could just shoot you all in the head and go to the next victim. Or I could go through the procedure. And I decided to do that, go through the procedure. I asked him by reaching out my hand for the belt and the wooden dowel to tighten it around my own neck. He had it all rigged up, two chairs, my family all tied against a wall, between them and me, a bomb, a gun pointing at me, and if I tried to trick him by knocking him out, there was a dead man's trigger on the gun, and it would fire and kill me before I could get out of the way. The only hope I had of success was following his commands, suffocating myself, committing suicide, the ultimate sin to com commit murder on yourself, forcing my soul loose, forcing it out into the abyss the ether around me, and then he would do the same and take possession of me. Once I was limp and expired, he would do the same procedure and jump into me. By then, my body would be free to breathe again, and a jolt of electricity would bring me back to life. He had all the bases covered, my family crying, scared, deadly afraid of what was about to happen. We all knew what the results would be after he finished the procedure. We knew he would kill us, but there was no way out. He had me. I was trapped. The only thing I could do was go through the procedure and I began to tighten the noose. I could feel my life force slipping away. I could feel the darkness coming from the edges and then the light. When you pass out, it seems to come from the edges, and then it just overtakes you. And with the hardest twist I could manage, I gave myself one more twist of the tourniquet and I blacked out. The next thing I remember, I was standing above my body, watching him do the same. 
and soon I saw his soul leave his body and enter mine. The body lurched and came to life. He looked at my hands and he knew it succeeded. I entered the body of the old dying man. Tears running down my face. I quickly grabbed the dead man's switch and disabled it and pointed the gun at him. I was free to move and he was still strapped down to all the devices to recover from. As weakened and sickly as the body was, I was able to move, but I felt sick. I felt poisoned. I knew there was something wrong with me. He said, if you think you're going to hold me, it's not going to work. There's a time-release poison in the body. You're going to die before you can stop me. He ripped the sensors from his body, undid his straps, and walked out. I was able to flip the bomb off and release my family. I told my wife, you must immediately take me to my laboratory. There's only one thing I can do to reverse this. As he went out to get in his car, he was surprised to find the parking lot full of my agents. They quickly arrested him on my command. He said, I'm Dr. Andrew Michaels. Why are you listening to that man? They knew not to listen. They could tell something was amiss. And we were both taken back to my lab. He couldn't figure out how I had signaled my own men. And I wasn't about to tell him. Back in my lab, my body failing me, I had a quick medical exam done and some medicine administered. It could slow down the poison, but I was still going to die. And I said, well, that's fine, because I do need to die. This can't go on. He can't jump back into this body. But I need to stay long enough just to do one or two little things. They brought a cadaver out to me. Let him jump into that body and they proceeded to warm the body up to bring it back to life let him jump into that one my family terrified I said goodbye don't worry it'll all work out and we brought John Wayne Gacy in command of my body in and strapped him down to a chair, facing me, the cadaver body over by the wall. I explained to him, I have to report in so often due to the nature of my work. And when I didn't report in, they sent agents looking for me. They knew something was wrong. And they knew from experience not to let you go. 
until we sorted everything out. So you failed before you even thought you could succeed. There's no way in this situation you're going to win. We're going to follow through your procedure again, and you're going to get out of my body, and you can go into that one, the one we just warmed up, the one we will bring back to life when you jump into it. And then you're going to finish out your sentence after you've had a fair trial. Now you have no choice in the matter. So it's either you follow through. Or it ends right here. His overwhelming desire to live forced him to take the injection that was going to stop my heart. And allow him to jump into the cadaver. My assistants administered the medicine. And I felt myself slipping back again. Across the veil. This time it was a jolt. The body I was in suddenly just stopped. Between all the medication and the poison. And the new medication to stop the heart of this old dying body. I just jolted straight out. And I was standing there face to face with the soul of John Wayne Gacy. It literally knocked him out of my body. And there he was, standing, staring at me, looking at me. And then his eyes turned to the cadaver on the table. He rushed over and a flutter of the sheet over the body occurred. And he entered it, and the body stirred. I didn't wait long. I re-entered my own body and took control. Medical assistants immediately swarmed over me and asked me many questions to make sure I was legitimately who I thought I was. After proving my identity, after reviving him on the table, we sat him up. We asked him some questions. We said, we have a new cellmate for you. I don't think you're going to like him very much. He asked us who he was, and we said, well, he's a lot like you. He's a, he's a serial killer, just like you. Gacy looked at me and he said, this body is young and supple and strong and muscles. I feel like 50 years younger. This is incredible. You gave me the body I've dreamed of. Not another old and decrepit and beaten down body, but a young, strong, virile body. He tried to get up from the table he was sitting on and his legs didn't work. Well, there was a problem. This man had died in a car wreck, and he donated his body to science. He had a spinal injury that was repaired, but he couldn't survive the operation, and he passed. So even though you have your arms and your chest and you can talk, you can't walk. 
So you're not going to get too far. We're going to have to put you in a wheelchair. It's not a perfect body. But it is a young and handsome body. Everything you ever wanted. I think you'll get along wonderfully well with your new roommate. He kept asking, well, who is my roommate? Who, who is this man? And I said, well, he, he is so much like you, it's almost hysterical. He died in a terrible accident, and he was a serial killer, too. He was killed in a, by a fellow prisoner, and when he did, he found out he could jump into other bodies as well. The great evil inside a person like you just doesn't want to die. And he jumped into a, another body, too. It took us a long time to capture him and figure it out. It's strange you came to us and tried to find out more about all the programs we have. It's strange that you chose me, of all people, to experiment on. Because I've experienced this before. I've had to capture people just like you before. Casey had no idea that others had tried this, and it struck him odd. Here a man who hunted young boys, raped them, murdered them, tortured them. There's someone else just like me that did the same thing. That's so cool. I can't wait to meet this person and compare notes. This is exactly what I wanted. I've always wanted said, I don't think you're exactly understanding things. He's not really who you want to be roomed with, especially in your condition, without the ability of your legs to fight back. Let's take him down and introduce him to Jeffrey Dahmer. Thank you for joining me today. I know this was a strange story and kind of weird. And I hope you like the twist at the end. I hope to see you again next week. Until then, have a most blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tierra de Fuego. Remember to stay tuned for the next episode, coming soon. When you have a moment, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash the theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you. <laughs>